Praise the Lord. Amen. We're glad to be in the house of God today. Thank you so very much for being here. I want to welcome you to the Coosa Valley Church of God. This is our graduation Sunday. For those who do not know, I'm Pastor Andy Lambert, and as I am excited about being here today. We get to honor our high school graduates. This is a great accomplishment and a great uh, great achievement that they have in their lives, and we're looking forward to being able to honor them today. Thank you, family and friends, for coming and being a part of this wonderful service to be able to celebrate this great achievement in their lives. We want to go to the Lord in prayer, but before we do, I want to remember this is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, just so that everybody realizes and understands, it's not just a three-day weekend. Memorial Day weekend is a weekend, is a day set aside that we get to honor and remember those that have given the ultimate price, paid the ultimate price for our freedom that we have in the United States of America. It's often mistaken as a great day that we get to go and we get to save lots of money at stores and we get all of these big discounts. That may be true, but this is also a day that we need to remember the men and women who have died in all of the wars and the, uh, and the actions that's been done by our military, both active and inactive, those that have given the price, the ultimate price for our freedom. How many is glad that, they, that we have freedom today? Amen? Amen. These, these men and women are great heroes in our lives, and we need not to forget them. Amen? This morning we want to go to the Lord in prayer and we want to be praying for many needs that have been turned into the church, text or email. And we want to pray for each one. I want to pay, make special mention we've had in the last 12 hours in our area within just a 10 mile radius of this church. Just in the last 12 hours there have been two automobile accidents. In those two automobile accidents, four have died. And the last count that I've given, eight are in the hospital, serious condition. We want to continue to be praying for these and these families during this time. Over the next several days, those that are in the hospital next several weeks, we'll be praying that God will touch and minister in their lives. Those that have died in these wrecks, these families are going to be having an awful time over these last few days, these next few days. And so we want to be continuing to remember them. If you have a special request, those that have joined us on live feed, you can text it to the number listed on the bottom of the screen or submit it online. If you're in-house and have a special need, let it be known by lifting your hand. God sees every need, each heart, and each life. Let's all stand this morning. I know that this is graduation Sunday, and we're here to honor those, but we're also here to worship a risen Savior. Amen. And I believe that God is able to meet each of these needs, and He's going to be in our service today. He's going to minister in a mighty way. We're going to worship in song. We're going to worship in honoring. And we're going to give uh, honor to those graduates. But we're here to worship God. Amen. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God to minister today. Dear kind and gracious Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, I want to thank you. Thank you for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you for this great opportunity that you've allowed us to come to worship and praise you. Father, this morning I pray that you would move and minister in a mighty way. I know that we have an outline and we have a reason to be here, but God, ultimately your Holy Spirit is in charge, and we're asking that you would move through the song service. We ask you to move through the celebration of our graduates, and we ask you just to touch and minister through the word today. God, I pray that you'll just move. You see the hands lifted. You see those prayer requests that's been sent in via text or website, via comment. Father, I pray that you would touch and minister in these requests. 
Open the hearts of lives that's here today and those that are on live feed. Let something be sung, something be said to bring an encouragement. Father, I pray that you'll touch our tithes and our offering, those that give. Father, I pray that you'll bless their lives, multiply to meet the need of the church, and bless the lives of those that give today a hundredfold. And Father, I praise you for what you've done and what you're going to continue to do. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Would you worship with ignite praise as they lead us in worship today? Amen.
Hallelujah, yes. We're going to see a victory because you know what? God promises the victory that the, if we give the battle to Him, if we give the battle to Him, He will see us through and the victory will be ours and His. So church, give it up to God this morning. Give God a good round clap of praise this morning. But before we go any further, church, y'all uh, y'all actually can be seated. We want to take a moment this morning uh, for the, the purpose of the, of the service of Graduation Sunday. And we want to give honor and credit this morning where honor and credit is due. Church family, families of our graduates, and just everybody, friends who's here or watching on live stream, we've had six graduates graduate this year. Six graduates who got up and walked the stage this past week and they got that diploma. And let me tell you, that is an awesome and amazing accomplishment. Give it up for our seniors this morning. Seniors, y'all are kind of scattered out, which is great. I can look all over, not just at one place. I, I'm proud of you. Me and Sister Elizabeth are proud of you. Brother Andy and Sister Carrie are proud of you. The church is proud of you. And I know for a fact, your families and friends are proud of you. And we're about to actually go ahead and do a little bit of uh, nostalgia uh, pictures. Uh, we put together a small slideshow that some of your families have uh, provided pictures and provided things for us uh, to, to put together. But we're going to play that here in just a second. It's, uh, and as you see your name, uh, don't, don't think you have to stand or come up here. Uh, that, that will come. But uh, just sit back, watch the, uh, watch the video with the pictures, and uh, we got a, got a few uh, words to say about y'all. So go ahead with the, uh, the first video. See, we got Devin up there. Devin Busby. Ain't he, ain't he sharp? Ain't there? Well, he's our first senior for today, and we've gotten to know Devin over the last year or so now, and uh, we spent a lot of time with him over the last couple of weeks, though, and it's, it's, been, it's been something that's been awesome to do because he's got to share with us some of the things that he likes and some of the things he does. Well, other than being super tall, Devin is also a hard worker and is caring for others. He also know, we also know that God is doing something amazing and awesome in his life and that he's planning to be a firefighter right now. Uh, also, maybe one day he will get to fulfill his dream of owning his own farm. And Devin, I want to say congratulations. We're extremely proud of you. You've done it. Now to the next step. Cleans up nice, don't he? You're going to have to show me how to wear the bow ties. Church, all we got is Devin. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> uh, our second senior, as y'all see, is Miss Addison Harris. She is uh, she's a wonderful, amazing, awesome young lady. 
Uh, Addison, you were one of our first. Uh, you were one of the three of the first uh, students, OG students that we had uh, when we came to Coosa Valley. And uh, everyone here will agree that you have such an awesome personality. You, you love with your whole entire heart and that you can light up a room with just a smile and, or laugh. And as well that you're loyal, you're a loyal friend, and you're an amazing dancer. I'll tell you that. Addison, Sister Elizabeth and I could not be more proud of you and everything that you've done. We, had, we didn't know you until, until we came here three years ago, but everything from that on to now, we are proud of you. We know that you're gonna do an amazing thing in life, and we can't wait to see what you do. Our third senior that we want to recognize is Colby Hufford. Uh, where you go? There you are, Colby. Hey, man. How's it going? That's good. I'm glad, good to see you, man. Now, look, uh, Colby, he's, he's an awesome guy. And uh, Colby, you dating Brooklyn, uh, it's not just great for her. It's actually been really great for all of us because we got to meet you, got to hang out, and, you know, learn a little bit about you and, and just be able to, to hang out and have some fun. And, you know, uh, it means uh, we got to meet such a great and awesome young man at that. So uh, you, 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 you're always willing to help. You're, you just you shine every time you come in, and uh, it's we really appreciate that about you. And Colby, he's respectful, church. He's caring. He's adventurous. And as you will see from uh, the scuba scuba diving picture, if it hadn't already popped, he is he's ready to do crazy things. Well, at least to me, scuba diving seems crazy. But crazy things, and he's an awesome, awesome young man. Now, we know that God has great plans for your life as well, Colby. And if you follow him, he will open incredible opportunities on your behalf. Colby, Sister Elizabeth and I are extremely proud of you. Again, we can't wait to see what you have in store and where your future takes you. I know that you have great things ahead, man. Our fourth senior that we have, we want to recognize Miss Skylar Jackson. Miss Skylar Jackson. Sometimes uh, you might want to once once you put her and Addison together, you get the dynamic duo. Uh, them two, uh, very, very, you know, you can't hardly see them without each uh, seeing each other. So, Skylar, you have been a joy. You've been such a joy to get to know you over the past couple of years. And while you're probably mo the most injury-prone student that we have. Uh, <laughs> You are also brave, you're strong, and you're persevering in everything that you do. You are an amazing dancer as well, and we can't wait to see where God takes you as well. We're so proud of you, Skylar. Sister Elizabeth and I, we, we appreciate you. Thank you for being such a, such a great person and a great student in our student group. Congratulations, Skylar.
happened there? <laughs> Love your feet, Skylar. They look great. Our fifth senior that we want to recognize is Miss Madison Lance. Miss Madison, you may not know how much of an impact that you make in our youth group, but let me tell you, it is huge. It's awesome. You do things without being told sometimes, and it's, it's just you step in, and we're, we are very appreciative of that. You're awesome, and you have such a genuine spirit about you. You really care for the people around you, and you're an awesome, great friend. So uh, you'll do anything to help anybody out, and you're also braver than me. Because let me tell you guys, she ate the Chick-fil-A peppermint milkshake. She took one for the team. I ain't eating it. She told me it ain't good. So you're a lot braver than I am, girl, and I, I, I appreciate that about you. I know that, uh, Madison, you have so much in store for your life. Uh, wherever life takes you, I know that you're going to succeed, that you're going you're gonna to grow, and that God's going to guide you every step of the way. We love you, Madison, and Sister Elizabeth and I are going to keep praying for you, and we are, we're, just, we're so happy that you graduated, so congratulations, Ms. Madison. Sixth and final senior, Miss Brooklyn Lee. Miss Brooklyn, you hold a very special place in Sister Elizabeth and I's heart. Uh, your very life, in an essence, is a miracle. Over and over again, your life is a miracle. And we know that God has mighty big plans for your life. That when, when I think of a way to describe you, the word overcomer comes to mind. The word overcomer comes to mind and you are strong, maybe even stronger than you think some days. You are deep down, you have this strength that comes out and you're loyal and kind and we've seen you pretty much bring all of your friends to youth group and it's such an awesome thing. And we know that, um, we, we know that wherever you go, whatever life may bring you, where, uh, whatever circumstance comes your way, that you're gonna step through, that you're gonna succeed, and that you're gonna push on to the next thing because you are an overcomer, Brooklyn. And we appreciate you, we love you. Congratulations, Sister Elizabeth and I are gonna to continue to be praying for you. Congratulations, Brooklyn. Now that we've seen all those nice and wonderful uh, baby, uh, toddler, and uh, teenager pictures up to, to, up to now, uh, we want to take just a moment and uh, have all of our seniors, if they would, come forward. And we want to we present you with something this morning, give you a small gift of appreciation, and, and just say, you know what, guys, congratulations on graduating high school. It's such an accomplishment. So if I could, you could just line up right here. Sister Elizabeth's about to hand you your bag. You have a personalized, engraved Bible 
that we want you to have, and we want you to have and take it to wherever you go, whether it be work, college, life, whatever it is after, after high school. We want you to take this and use it, read it, open it, and, and dive into it. And when you do, you'll find a special personalized note written to each one of y'all in each Bible. And as well, there's also some of our favorite inspiring Bible verses that we've highlighted all throughout. And it's just, we, we, want, to, we want to say we appreciate you, and uh, we, we love y'all. We're going to keep praying for y'all. Just because y'all graduating don't mean y'all ain't got to talk to us no more. Yeah. Look, look, we, we still like y'all. We still, we still want to be friends, but, you know, if that's what y'all want to do. But no, look, we love y'all. Uh, we're appreciative. I know the church loves y'all. You have church family that's been praying for y'all. Whether y'all knew it or not, you had one at least one individual church member praying for y'all, y'all's entire school life that you've been here with at CUSA. So um, this morning, we're going to actually have a moment of prayer. If y'all would, just stand right here, uh, and we're going to have our uh, pastoral team come, and uh, we're all going to pray in church as we do pray. As we do pray, if y'all would stand, and let's stretch out your arms to, 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 to pray for our students as for whatever is next for their life, and just to, to send them off into uh, their next step of life and their next season. And as a church, and as we finish praying, if you would remain standing, we're going to get right back into worship. So, Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you today. We thank you for everything that you've done so far today. Lord, we thank you for our graduates, Lord. We thank you for every single one of them, God, all six, Lord. You see, Lord, the things that, Lord, from the very time that you created them, Lord, to the time today, God, Lord, all the accomplishments, all the all the, uh, the roadblocks, but, Lord, all the, all the breakthroughs, God, Lord. And I know that, Lord, whatever it may be, whatever they come across, Lord, whatever thing could happen, God, Lord, I know you will, Lord, see them through. God, Lord, I pray that you put a spirit of protection on them, Lord, every single day day, Lord. Guide and direct their path, God. Put, Lord, a hedge of protection, Lord. Lord, as the as the, the outside world, Lord, as it comes against, Lord, we know that there's things, God, that, Lord, are going to come and attack, but, God, Lord, you are the one, God, that can help us, God, defend ourselves, Lord, as we, Lord, take in your word, as we take in your very word, we know that, that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on a cross for our sins, and that, Lord, we are covered by that blood, that, Lord, as we forever, Lord, love you as we forever serve you today, God, I pray that you, Lord, will com completely cover our students with your power and anointing, God. Lord, I know that, Lord, you have called us all, Lord Jesus, to be a, to be a, uh, to, to be a disciple of yours and share your word and, and share the love of your son, Jesus. And I pray that you put that on them on their next season of life on every single day that they will, Lord, they will, Lord, love and want to share who you are wherever they go and serve you. We pray this and we send them to their next season in life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give our seniors a good clap of appreciation this morning. Awesome, good-looking group up here. Seniors, thank y'all. Congratulations. Uh, we love y'all, and y'all can be seated. Y'all stay standing if you want to and worship with us.
this morning. Lift your hands to God this morning. Let's, let's just praise Him just for just a couple more moments. Let's praise Him for just a couple more moments because He's worthy of our praise today. We don't want the stones to cry out on our behalf, but they will. We don't want the stones to cry out for, for us today, but let me tell you, they will. If we don't praise Him ourselves, so let's give Him the praise that He's due. Let's worship Him this morning and sing how great He is. Lord, we praise You today. We thank You, Jesus. You're great, God. Oh, yes. Name above every name. God good church and hey, give give him a good give him a hand clap of praise today ain't God good he, he is so wonderful and while you guys may be seated today uh, thank y'all for coming again thank y'all for for uh, being a part of this Memorial Day slash graduation service and we, we just want to say thank y'all for coming and joining especially on live stream as well it's such a, a great privilege to have you with us in service virtually as well now, um, I've been up here talking pretty much all day, but if, if some of y'all uh, haven't got the picture or haven't figured it out or put two and two or together and made five, I'm, I'm Michael. I'm the student pastor for Coosa Valley, and uh, I'm, I, I, I'm pretty much, I, we have a, a, I do the student ministry stuff with my wife, Sister Elizabeth. Uh, we, we have our Wednesday night classes next door and uh, on every Wednesday night, and it's just such a joy, I want to tell y'all, to have y'all's students, to have y'all's kids, to have your uh, friends, if they're your friends, uh, family members, for whatever relation they are to you in the family. It's such a privilege to have them in our class. And it's just so great to be able to, to share, to cut up, to have fun sometimes. 
because uh, we, do, we do like to have fun, and, and if y'all haven't heard, we like to eat too, so we always love when we get to eat. Uh, I prefer tacos, but you know, that's another thing. Um, this morning, before I get started, I, I want to also thank uh, church, Pastor Andy, Sister Carrie, both of y'all for allowing me the opportunity to, uh, to come and serve in uh, speaking this morning for Graduation Sunday. It's such a privilege in, uh, to, to be able to be here and do this for, for y'all and for our students and for church for y'all as well. So, um, But before I even go even further, hold on, I got to check something. Hello? Mic check. Hello? Is this thing on? Just checking to see. Hey, is, is the sound on back there? Is it good? Sound good? How am I sounding? You can't hear? Oh, can y'all hear me out there? How am I sounding out there? Can y'all hear me? Am I, does it sound pretty good? Okay, good, good, good. I, I, I just want to make sure there's not any issue with the sound, you know? I want to make sure there's no issues. So there's no issues, right? Y'all can hear. Sounds good, right? Got a thumbs up? That sounds good? Okay, good. So I'm glad that my sound is being heard, and I'm sure you're probably wondering why I'm talking about sound other than if you could see it up here. This morning, we're going to be talking about our sound. We're going to be talking about our sound. And, and, and more in, a, uh, in just another words, a spiritual sound check. A spiritual sound check of our lives. So, first, this morning, I would uh, like to go back to the basics. I want to kind of go back to the basics of, of sound and, and ask the question, what is sound? And, you know, I did like every young uh, adult American would do in this day and age, and I pull out Google. I pull out my good old friend Google. I type in, what is sound? And what Google says that sound is, is that sound is vibrations that travel through the air and can be heard when they reach a person or animal's ear. So, pretty educational, right? You know, a little, little bit of learns. May, may, may not have known the, the Google definition. Seniors, you know, still learning after, after high school. You know, you'll continue to learn. Don't ever, don't ever forget that. Um, but no, sound is something that can be heard. And sound is something that we animals can hear. We can hear it. And in fact, uh, all things which are living have the ability in some form and capacity to make a sound. All things that are living in some capacity have the ability to make a sound. And we're actually teaching Annie Grace her sounds. And we're, or, or if you, some of y'all don't know, Annie Grace is my little daughter. She's a year and a half now. And we're, we're trying to teach her, trying to mold her and, and teach her words, teach her how to do things, and then also teach her what a sounds associate with certain things, such as animals. And uh, for this, I actually want to do uh, a quick thing. I need... I need four students to come up and help me real quick on this. Four students. And if I don't have four students, I will volunteer. If I don't have four students volunteer, I'll choose four students. So who wants to come up here? Who wants to come? Who wants to be the, the happy helpers? All right, I got one, two, three, and Kaylee, four. All right, come on up here, right here, right here. Just You can stand right up here, right up here. And I'm going to soundboard. I'm going to be taking the speaker microphone. All right, eh, habit. Um, so, got my four lovely contestants up here who are going to help us demonstrate our sounds. So, Miss Kaylee, you are first. What sound does a dog make? 
They bark. Show us. What sound does a dog make? Roof. Roof. Yay. <laughs> Give it up for Kaylee, guys. <laughs> you can stay right there. What sound does a horse make? Nay. Nay. <laughs> you, you want to put a little more on it? Nay. There we go. Nay. Okay. Skylar, what sound does a cow make? Moo. Moo. Yeah, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. Cow makes a moo sound. Now, thank you. Thank you, Skylar. Addison, what sound? Nervous. She's real nervous. What sound does a cat make? Meow. Yeah, there it is. Look at that. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, volunteers, y'all can be seated. They did such a great job. Thank you. Thank you, every single Kaylee. Kaylin, Skylar, Addison, y'all are awesome. Thank you. But, Addison, if you're my little daughter, she actually says, a cat says, meow. <laughs> but no, uh, I'm going to put this up now. Uh, animals make sounds. We make sounds. Things make sounds, and, and that just, that's just some silly examples to kind of illustrate the sounds that we hear in life sometimes, and uh, all those animals make such unique sounds, and some are more definitely pleasing than other sounds. I don't know if you've ever heard a uh, rooster at 4 a.m., but that's probably not a pleasing sound you want to hear at 4 a.m. Uh, some people maybe, I don't know, uh, you know, Devin, if, if you're on the farm in the future, you know, maybe, we'll, we'll see, but hey, I, some sounds are, are different from others, and some can sound good. Some can sound, eh. Some can sound, you know, like, oh, I don't ever want to hear that again. And, and we can see that sometimes. Another, maybe even funny, but a quick example. Has anybody ever seen American Idol or The Voice or America's Got Talent? And pretty much, good, good round trip of uh, most of us here. Well, for those who haven't, it's a, it's a shows that have people who come and sing for competitions. Well, uh, kind of let y'all know, sometimes people come on those shows who need a little extra help with their singing voice. And their sound doesn't sometimes always come across as um, quite the sound we want to hear. Uh, some sounds, though, are beautiful. Some sounds you, you hear and you think, excuse me, you think that they're going to be the next, uh, you know, the next you know, American uh, popular, world popular singer in the world, or, or they're going uh, to go sing in places like Carnegie Hall and all these other, all these other famous theater buildings, and they're, they're going to be, they're gonna be some, like somebody, and they're going to be heard because their voice and their sound is beautiful. And then again, you get those others that don't make it through the preliminary tryout rounds, and, you know, they're kind of, they're just making a noisy racket, <laughs> as uh, some of us would call. But there, there's, there's different things and different ways people can make sounds. And sometimes people can be extremely pitchy and it can be painful to listen. And the same is true for us. And uh, we make us in, in us spiritually that we need to make a sound that is pleasing to God. We need to make a sound that's pleasing to God's ear. And sometimes we make, a, we make sounds that you know, that aren't pleasing, and, and, it, and it causes him, it causes him to, to uh, you know, to his heart to kind of just not be, not be happy, to kind of, he kind of breaks his heart for us in those moments when we don't, when we don't give him a pleasing sound spiritually in our lives. And, and church, it is important that we do a daily spiritual sound check. We got to do a daily spiritual sound check in our lives every day, because 
Our sound and what we put out is important. Our sound and what we deliver, what we, whether it be in our actions, our voice, in our, 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 our personality, whatever it is, it's important because it's going to be heard. It's going to be seen. It's going to be heard. And we need to do an inventory of our spiritual sound daily. We need to do an inventory every day. And we need to stop and evaluate the things in our life, the things in our life, and make sure that our sound is in tune with God, to make sure that our sound is in tune with Him. And we need, we need God to identify areas in our lives that are out of tune so that now we can work together to tune our sound back to where, where He would like us to be. Now, this morning, I want to talk to you real quick about a man in Scripture who also made a sound. He made an awesome and a great sound in many different ways. And there's a very obvious sound, but there's also other things in the same scripture that we see that he made this sound. And we're going to be talking about Gideon this morning. Gideon, and, and, and well, before we get into it, uh, if you would, uh, if you want to go ahead and turn, I'm going to give you all a small context before, but we're going to be looking at Judges chapter 7, verses 1 through 22. Uh, Judges chapter 7, verses 1 through 22. And Gideon, we see right before, right before we get into the, the part of Scripture where he's at, he is just, you know, he's, he's, at, he's, he's out there, he's working, he's, you know, he's doing what he's supposed to do, working a living, and all of a sudden, an angel of the Lord appears to him. And when the angel of the Lord appears, the, the, the angel tells Gideon that God has said, I've heard the Israelites' grumblings, I've heard the complaints, and I'm going to deliver you out of the oppression of the Midianites. Build a, get people together, get, get an army, and come and get them together and, and, and go and fight, and I will see you through. I will give you the victory. And that's kind of where we start. That's kind of where we're picking up. So uh, if, I think I've given you all a good enough time. Uh, if not, it's going to be on the screens if you all could see it and read it. Uh, but it's Judges Chapter 7, verses 1 through 22, we're going to see what, what happened in Gideon's story. So, then Jeroboam, uh, that is Gideon, though, uh, and all the people who were with him rose early and encamped beside the spring of Herod. And the camp of Midian was north of them by the hill of Morah in the valley. The Lord said to Gideon, The people with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hand. Lest Israel boast over me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Now therefore, claim in the ears of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and trembling, let him return home and hurry away from Mount Gilead. Then 22,000 of, of the people returned, and only 10,000 remained. And the Lord said to Gideon, The people are still too many. Take them down to the water, and I will test them for you... I will test them for you there. And any one of whom I say to you, this one shall go with you. Uh, this one shall go with you and shall go with you. And any one of whom I say to you, this one shall not go with you, shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, everyone who laps the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set by himself. Likewise, everyone who kneels down to drink. And the number of those who lapped, putting their hands to their mouth, uh, was 300 men. But all the rest of the people knelt down to drink water. And the Lord said to 
Gideon, with the 300 men who left, I will save you and give you the Midianites into your hand and let all the others go, every man to his home. So, that, so the people took provisions in their hands and their trumpets. And he sent all the rest of Israel, every man to his tent, but retained the 300 men and the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. That same night, the Lord said to him, arise, go down against the camp. For I have given it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go down, go down to the camp with Pura, your servant, and you shall hear what they say. And afterward, your hand shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Then he went down to, with Pura, his servant, to the outpost of the armed men who were in the camp. And the Midianites and the uh, Amalekites and all the people of the, of the east lay along the valley like locusts in abundance. And their camels were without number as the sand that is on the seashores in abundance. And when Gideon came, behold, a man was telling a dream to his comrade. And he said, Behold, I dreamed a dream. And behold, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian and came to the tent and struck it so that it fell and turned it upside down. So that the tent now lay flat. And his comrade answered, this is no other than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. God has given into his hand Midian and all the camp. And as soon as Gideon heard the telling of the dream, of the dream and its interpretation, he worshiped. And he returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has given the host of Midian into your hand. And he divided the 300 men into three companies and put trumpets into their hands, all of them, and empty jars with torches inside the jars. And he said to them, Look at me and do likewise. When I come to the outskirts of the camp, do as I do. When I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me, then blow the trumpets also on every side of the camp and shout, for the Lord and for Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outskirts of the camp uh, at the beginning of the middle watch when they, had just, when they had just set the watch. And they blew the trumpets and they smashed the, they smashed the jars that were in their hands. Then the three companies blew the, trump, blew the trumpets and broke the jars. They held in their left hands the torches and in their right hands the trumpets to blow. And they cried out, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon. Every man stood in his place around the camp, and all the army ran. They cried out and fled. When they blew the trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his comrade and against all the army. Let's pray real quick, church. Dear Heavenly Father, God, again, we, 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 we stand before you and we, we, we sit here, God, and we say thank you, Lord, for your provisions with us. Thank you, Lord, for your ability, God, of to just to be with us every single day, God. But today, as we move, as we go into the rest of this lesson, God, and we learn about our sound and having a sound check, God, in ourselves spiritually, I pray that you just, Lord, help, help us uh, to be able to understand and, and, and see how we can search ourselves for our own sound. God, I pray that you help me, Lord, deliver and communicate effectively and efficiently. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. When I read this story, when I read it, God really was pressing onto me and challenged me with, with a few questions that, that uh, really stuck out to me, that, that challenged myself included. And it really challenged me, and I want to... I 
I want to challenge you guys with the same questions. I want to challenge you guys as well with the exact same thing. And the first thing that I was challenged with was, are you willing to make a sound even when there are only a few people standing with or beside you? Are you willing to make a sound? Are you willing to make a sound for God even when there's only a few people standing beside you? Church, you see that Gideon, Gideon had an immaculate, huge army. I, I, I don't even know 32,000 people. I have no idea how Gideon was able to go and find 32,000 people. It just, out of, it just seems like out of nowhere. But Gideon got 32,000 people to fight because God said he was to gather the people and he would, get, he would, he would give them the victory. Well, out of fear, you saw 22,000 left, not, not because, you know, they just said, oh, we're scared, but God said to Gideon, look, you have too many people. Look, if you, if you do this, if you guys do this, there's so many people that they will take the credit and I will not receive it. I need you to do this so, so, so that the people will see that I'm the one who's giving you the deliverance. I'm the one who's giving you the victory. And so the, he told them to, to start weaning it out. And, and so they did. And, and then we find out 22,000 people are even scared. They don't even want to be there. 22,000 people are, are not even wanting to be there. And so they, they go home. They're gone. So now they're left with 10,000 people. And I don't know about y'all, but... If y'all do the math, like I, like I try to do anything in my head with numbers, I'm just a math, I love math, that's around 68% of Gideon's entire army is now gone. They're, they're, they've left and they've, because they were scared. 68% left because they were scared. Well, then we go and look and we see that now, okay, the Lord says there's still too many people. There's still too many. And... We see that Gideon is like, all right, well, let's, what do we got to do? And, and they, they, God gives them, the, gives them the, the, the test to separate, and they get down, and they get down to 300 men. They get down to just a mere 300. And the 300 now, out of 32,000, again, 300 out of 32,000 parents, uh, uh, even students, some of y'all who, who, who got jobs and who've worked for money, there's a difference in... $300 and $32,000. Am I right? There's a difference. That's, that's a house payment, or not a house payment, excuse me, a car payment versus paying in full for the car. There's a difference in that, and it's, that 300 is a 99% change, a 99% decrease in the original 32,000 man army. Wow. It shows up here, 32,000, the 10,000, the 300. It's, it's just, Gideon didn't have as many people on his side to, 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 to get through this battle, to get through this victory as what he thought he was going to have. But he had enough. He had enough because that was what God had intended him. And we see that when Gideon saw that God was doing this and dwindling him down, I can only imagine that Gideon probably thinking and going, oh my goodness, this seems a little crazy, God. But Gideon obeyed. 
Gideon, instead of, so instead of going and, and, and putting up a fight, instead of going and, and, and putting up and saying, no, nah, God, this ain't going to work. You, who do you think you are saying, I have to have 300? Do you not see how many people they got? Gideon didn't do that. Gideon, he, he stayed true. He knew that God was with them, and he knew that what God said when he promised the victory that he was going to see them through in whatever capacity. So Gideon, with the few, with, with the few, he trusted God to be his strength. And I have to ask, are we willing to live for God even when not, we doesn't seem like all of our friends are? When it doesn't seem like everybody who we, who we like to surround ourselves with or, or, or that is out there around us with our friends, our family, our people at work, our coworkers, are, are we willing to, 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 to live for God and make a sound for him even when everybody around us isn't, even when we're being mocked or ridiculed or completely misunderstood, are we going to make the decision to make a sound for him and trust God in our situations? We have to make a decision of how we're going to respond. We have to make a decision in how we're going to respond to the world. We have to make a decision and we have to make a decision of who we're going to put our faith in, who we're going to put our trust in. And even when the majority of the world around us is either scared or they're, they're not doing life right or that we're just, we're, we're, we're just there, or they're just coming against us and telling us you're crazy, you're, you, you, you don't make no sense or we, we don't understand you or, or, or they're, just, they're coming against us, we have to make a decision even in those circumstances, even in those times, even if we only have just the few Gideon had 300, some of us have one, some of us have two, so it could be that low. Even if we have those few of numbers around us to support us, are we going to make that sound for God? Are we going to stop and are we going to make the decision that it doesn't matter the rest, it doesn't matter the number, it matters what God's on, even when the circumstances seem impossible? Are you willing to make a sound even when the circumstances seem impossible? I don't know about y'all, that was a lot of verses. That was a whole lot. Too, and I, I apologize there were so many, but it, it would have to be to get the entire story to hear. But if you got lost somewhere in those, in those 22 verses and was just, just following along, and, and, it, and it, it, you may have missed or you may not have, but it said in verse 12, it said that whenever they went and, and they saw the Midianites and saw them in, in their whole entire camp, their camels were as if outnumbering the sand on a sand shore, on a beach. Uh, and it just, to, to me, I, I know that's probably, that's probably, you know, just it's an a analogy that they were using, and I, I'm sure it wasn't the exact, but in, in the essence, just think about it. How much sand can you put in a cup of a, in a glass, just a glass? So how many camels and men would it take to, 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 to make the, even the analogy of having as many as sand is on a seashore. That is a that is crazy amount. Way more than 32,000 in my mind. That, and, and, and Gideon ain't even got 32,000 anymore. Oh, God just then took all his guys away from him and gave him 300 said, here, do your best, you know. No, Gideon had 300 and this camp had an unknown, immaculate number of people that they were about to go up against. So 
I can, I can pretty much say that it was probably a little discouraging in some moments. It was probably a little discouraging if I was, in the, if I was one of the, uh, the guys, one of the 300. I could almost say that maybe I would have been uh, a, little, a little like, uh, okay, you know, I, I, I know God's got this, but wow. You know, I, I could see that, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I, God, I'm not afraid I could do it, but it's a little discouraging. It's a little discouraging to see what's in front of you and what's to come. It's a little bit discouraging to see the battle before you or, in some senses, the unknown. The unknown of of what exactly is about to happen. And the Israelites could have given up. They could have stopped. They could have said, all right, you know what? Look, I wasn't scared at first. Now I'm out. See ya. By Felicia, look, no, ain't going to happen, nothing. They could, they could have walked out, but they didn't. And, and um, they trusted God. They trusted God and they knew that, that, that God promised them victory, that God promised them to be victorious. So they trusted God and they trusted God through the leadership and guidance with Gideon in that time. So we have a decision. We have to make a decision of who is in control. And allowing God to be in control is one of our very, very first steps. It's one of our very first steps, even as becoming a new Christian. But in ourselves, it's a very first step that we need to take every single day when we wake up in the morning. And that is we need to surrender ourselves to Him. We need to surrender ourselves to Him. We need to go ahead and make it up that we we need to surrender our minds, our time, in our devotion to him every day. If we, if we want to make a sound for him, we have to make sure that we are allowing him to come, allowing him to come in, allowing him to guide us. And I don't know about you, but has anybody ever tra- tried to play follow the leader with two different leaders? It's hard. You know, one, one wants to go this way, one wants to go that way. Pastor Andy even had a, had a sermon illustration a, a few weeks ago, the same thing, where he brought me up here. He was trying to go one way, I was trying to go the other way. May not be the exact same illustration of leaders trying to pull, but you get the picture. When, when two people pull against, you know, either you know, they're not going to go anywhere or they're going to break and they're going to they're be separated. So with us... If we're going to allow God to lead us, if we're going to allow God to be our sound, if we're going to take and and, and let our sound be for him, we have to allow him and surrender our leadership, surrender our ability to know what is the right way and let him guide us. doesn't mean we have to don't think and just say, all right, God, here you go. You know, no, God gave us common sense. But in in uh, in what I'm trying to say is, though, we have to allow God to guide us in the right path and guide us in the right direction and then trust him that what we are doing for him, that what we're doing in, in, in what he tells us to do is going to work itself in whatever it may be, victory or success, in, in whatever it is. We have to make that decision. And we, we, we have, even if the circumstances seem crazy or impossible, um, Will we praise him even when there seems to be no way? Will we praise him even when there seems to be no way? Will we lift our hands? Will we praise him when we get a bad report from the doctor? 
Will we praise him when, when things don't seem to be going right? We talked about letting him lead in God and trusting him, but when, whenever, you know, dirt meets the road, you know, grit meets the grits or whatever you want to call it, are we going to trust him, say, whenever we don't know how we're going to eat our next meal in the morning? Or whenever you don't know how you're going to pay the bills or, or how we don't know how, you know, there's, there, 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 we, we had, a, we had a think something happened at work and, or, or, or something, something, and our budget got mismanaged and, and now we're out this amount of money or, or, or now even, you know, hopefully not, but somebody might get let go from work. Now you're set in a, you're set in a spiraling confusion of, of not knowing now. You had everything in order. You had your plan. You have how you do things. We're, we are a people of habit. So we, we do things, and we, we do things. But when things get out of order and out of our habit and, and, and mess up our lives, such as, such as bad reports or, or, or things happening or, or natural disasters or anything like that, are we going to trust God? Are we going to make a sound for him? even when those things happen? Are we going to push through and allow God to let and take our cares? The Bible says to cast your cares on Him and let Him be the one who takes them. We have to be able to take, no matter the circumstance. For Gideon, it was going up against a humongous army with only 300 men. Are we going to let our sound die out and be something that's unpleasing to God during our circumstances? Or are we going to stand and let our sound be something that he loves, that he adores, that, that needs to be heard, that is rightful in his eyes? Psalms 150 and 6 states, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I don't know about y'all. I mean, now, granted, some, some of us do have to, you know, have to have oxygen in some, in some forms and fashion, and uh, some of us, you know, so there, there's things that help some people in this world, but I know that we all have breath in us, breath that's, that's filling us up and allowing us to breathe. And so when I read, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, that speaks to me. That speaks to you guys. That speaks to everybody I come in contact with. And they have breath, so we should praise the Lord. No matter the circumstance, no matter the thing. If, if the Bible says to cast our cares on him, and then it says to also let everything that has breath praise the Lord, that's my, that's my key. That's my thing to say, okay, in my trials, in my tribulations, in my circumstances, I will praise the Lord. I will make a sound for him because he will see me through. Are we going to make a sound even when the circumstances seem impossible? Church, we have to check our sound. And that brings us to the third question. Does your sound scare the enemy? Does your sound even scare the enemy? Now, when Gideon and his army encircled the Midianites, if they had only just whispered, if they had just whispered, do you think the same thing would have happened? Do you think that the Midianites, let alone if they heard them, do you think that they would have been struck and confused and, 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 and that they would, have been, they would have thought that they were at their doom? Do you think that would have happened? I, 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 I don't at all. I, it, there's, there's a difference about our sound. There's a difference about our sound and there's a difference between a worship, or excuse me, a whisper and a shout. I can talk like this. 
all day long. Y'all can still hear me because I got a microphone. Y'all can't really hear what I'm saying. But if I shout, you know, hey, I got y'all now. If I shout, y'all can hear me. And y'all can, y'all can hear me. In fact, I can even get a little louder. I can, I can be like the, uh, the, uh, the, the Israelites and go, Woo! Hey! Ooh. Hey! Ooh, still. For the Lord! And for Gideon! Yeah! Our sound matters. Our sound matters. What we do with our sound, it matters. And we see that they made such a loud noise. They made such a loud noise with their trumpets and their shouts that they call, it, it, it caused confusion in the camp. It caused confusion amongst the enemy. It it caused confusion amongst them, and it ultimately, with God, led to their defeat. Now, I'm about to be real, and it's not not to hurt your feelings and not to to say that that's what y'all are doing or anything else, but there's a lot of Christians today who were only Sunday-only Christians, and the enemy ain't scared of Sunday-only Christians. The enemy ain't scared of Christians who, who, okay, and I'll even go a little further. The enemy ain't scared of Christians who only pray and worship God whenever they're at church on Sunday mornings or Sunday evenings or Wednesday nights. The enemy isn't scared of people who, who come, I'll even go to this, the, the enemy isn't scared of of people who, who claim to be Christians and, and want to serve God and, and don't have a personal relationship, even whenever they come and, and when, it's, when it's time to pray or when it's time to worship. And you, you, make that your, you make that your time to come to church, to draw near to God, to hear the music, hear the word. But let me tell you, if all you do is hear the music, the enemy ain't scared of that. The enemy isn't scared. It matters what sound we make. It matters what sound we produce. It matters what, is, what comes from us. Our sound spiritually matters. We see that, that our sound shouldn't be muted. Our sound shouldn't be muted or whispered or kept hidden. And it should definitely not be quiet. It should not sound in, in one way around these friends and sound another way around these friends. Our sound shouldn't sound one way with this part of our family, but then the other part of our family sound a completely different way. Look, your family, your friends, they love you. They'll support you, hopefully. But let me tell you something. What they think about you doesn't matter. Look, they, they, they can think all the world and it helps and it makes us feel good. I love my parents. I love that they love me and I love that they appreciate me. And, and, and I can tell you that, but guess what? Them loving and appreciate me ain't going to help me anymore for my sound. It isn't going to help me get to heaven. It isn't going to help me in any of that aspect. I have to make the decision myself. How am I going to sound in this part of my life? And then I have to make that same decision. 
how am I going to sound once I move over to this part of my life and everywhere else? Because, you, again, the enemy, he, it's, it's, if, if he's not scared, if he's not scared, then he's winning. He has the upper hand. He ain't worried. But let me tell you about, about an enemy who, who can be scared. Just as the enemy was scared in a, into, a, into a part where they took on and they, they attacked themselves. When we put God first, when we take God and we put him on our side and we start our daily devotion, we start our daily surrender, we start our daily time with him, we give him our time. God asked for 10% of, of a tithe to, to him and money, but we need to give him 10% of our time, if not more. We need to give him his time because our, his time is due to him every day. We have to build him up, take him in, take his word. His word is alive. If we eat, if we take and feed on his word, we will be building ourselves up. We'll be, we'll be building ourselves up. And I guarantee you, the more you take in, the more you bring in, the more sound that, that, is, that is spiritually in tune with God is going to come out. And the more spiritually in tune sound that comes out from you is also going to make the, the enemy, whoever, whoever, whatever the enemy may be in whatever situation, I know it's going to cause the enemy to be scared of what's coming out of you. Because the enemy don't like the Lord. The enemy don't like what he has to offer. And he's going to go and try to do what he can to break up, to stop your sound, to stop the sound of the Lord in your life. He ain't going to try to stop it if he ain't scared. Does your sound scare the enemy? Brings us to our fourth one. Does your sound even glorify God? Does your sound even glorify God? This whole entire situation, this whole entire thing, the victory, all of it happened so that God could show the Israelites that he is the one who, who protects. He is the one who brings them victory. He is the one who loves them. And all of the glory was going to come to him through this, through this deliverance of oppression, through, through this deliverance of be, uh, from the Midianites. So I ask again, does our sound glorify God? In verse 18 that we read, it says, When I blow the trumpet, and I, and I all who are with me, then blow the trumpets also on every side of the camp and shout, For the Lord, not, hey, we about to get you. They screamed and shouted. Yes, they said Gideon after because Gideon was guiding them in the Lord. But they said, for the Lord and for Gideon. They were giving glory and honor to him because they believed, they trusted they knew that despite their numbers, they knew that despite their circumstances, they knew that God was going to see them through. They knew that they were going to be victorious because God had their backs. So they gave the honor and they said, for God and for Gideon. Church, we only have one life on this world 
right now. And I have to ask, what sound are we making? What impact are we making in our family, our children, our grandchildren, our friends, our neighbors? People that we don't even know that we just walk into at the store. What kind of sound are we making, are we releasing that they can hear? Is it one that glorifies God? Does your sound glorify God? Church, we have to check our sound. So students, children, adults, grandparents, class of 2021 seniors, guys, we have to make a sound. We have to check our sound daily. We have to make sure we are seeing what our sound is. We have to be willing to make a sound, even when none of our friends, family, or anyone else is supporting us. We have to be willing to make a sound, even when life seems unfair or unforeseen circumstances happen. Because let me tell you, God, God is here to protect us and he will be everything we need. But just because he's here to protect us doesn't mean there's not going to be a battle. It doesn't mean there's not going to be something that comes our way. So there's going to be unforeseen circumstances and things that happen in our lives, things that come up. But it doesn't matter necessarily the exact thing. But what matters is what sound are we going to make through that thing? What sound are we going to make to get through that thing? We have to make a sound. We have the power to make a sound that causes the enemy to tremble. We have a power to make, make a sound that causes him to, to fear. But so often we try to diminish our voice, silence our voice, almost to a whisper if, if we do, in fear of what somebody may say, think about us, or fear of being rejected or misunderstood. Church, we have to make a sound. And finally, we have the opportunity every single day. Every day we have the opportunity when we wake up to choose how we're going to sound and what we're going to do and how we're going to be. But we have the choice to glorify God every day. Are we going to make a sound that glorifies Him? Is our sound going to be one that He enjoys to hear, that He has called us to make? We have to check our sound. Church, will you check your sound? Will you check your spiritual sound and, and run a spiritual sound check on your lives every day? It actually brings me to my last, my last and final question in closing. Say if God were to take and record your sound every day and put it on a CD for you to listen to at the end of your day, would you be okay with what he played for you? Would you be okay with what you heard come out of your mouth, come out of your actions, come out of what you did that day? If God recorded your sound, would it be pleasing to him? Or would you be embarrassed 
to even hear it yourself, let alone God. We have to check our sound. So church, if you would this morning, if everybody would, please stand. This morning, we do this a lot in our, in our uh, Wednesday night class. It's something that we do very regularly, actually, because I think it's important to, 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 find a, to, to find time by ourselves to get alone with God, to find time by ourselves to, and, and I'm sure y'all have that time as well away from church, but even just if I could, if, just to have a moment to get by ourselves with God. And I want us to, if, if possible, I know some of us, we can't necessarily spread out like we do in our, our group next door, but if possible, if you can, whether it be the altars, the benches, sitting where you're at, standing in the corner, standing in the aisles, doesn't matter, find a place where you can get alone with God and you can have a spiritual sound check right now and say, God, re reveal the things to me Lord, I think I may, I, I'm pretty sure I have, I have everything, I've done everything right, but God, if there be something, if there be something in me, if there be something that I missed, if there be somebody that I did not do the best job at sharing my, the, my sound for God to, if there be something in my life that, that, that is not pleasing to God in, in a sense of how I respond how I treat people, how I speak to people. If there be anything, God, reveal it to me. And God, if there not be or if He does reveal, I want us to, to pray to God to, re, to, re, to remind us every day, to remind us every day to check our sound. In the morning, throughout the day, even to the end, so that we can be or we can have the realization of what we're saying, how we're saying it, what we're what we're doing in our actions and in, in, in our personalities and in, in everything, and we can just have a spiritual sound check to make sure that we are doing as God would intend us to be and living a life that glorifies Him in our sound and everything we do. So church, if you would, find a place. And if anybody needs anything in prayer, I'm going to find my place too. But if anybody needs anything special for prayer, please don't be afraid. Don't hesitate during this time. Please come down to the altar here in the floor, in the uh, front and you, will, you can find me and Pastor Andy. And we want to pray for you. We want to pray for whatever the need may be. It doesn't have to relate to your sound or the, 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 the message today. But if there be something else in this time of prayer, this time of finding and drawing near to Him, come and we'll pray with you. We want to open it up now. So church, let's find a place. Let's pray. Let's check our sound today.